safe and well and healthy, all of us who are here, all of us who are not here. The Torah from the Arugus HaBosem, Rabbi Yavchost, quotes from the Arizal, in the city of the Arizal, by the Halukas, so we speak about Hashem giving bread like sheleg. So there, by the 
by this word shelag, the Arizal has a remez, that shelag is bigamatria three times aleph. The word aleph is spelled aleph lamed pei. Aleph lamed pei is 111, 111. And three times aleph is 333, three, three. it's shelik. Shelik is shin lamed gimel, 333. So that's very, obviously very esoteric. I mean, it's Arizal, what do you expect? Arizal says that, that when you say the word shelik, you should, you should have kavana for this three times aleph. So, the Arugas Abosem explains that there are a few levels to the... I just told you, Aleph is Aleph Lamed Pei. So, he says that it could be that when we're, when we're focused... He says, this is one kavana, when a person gets to the word Sheleg, in that Pasuk, so... The three times of the letter Aleph is that one time you're supposed to be focusing on the Aleph, of Aleph, one time you're supposed to be focusing on the Lamid of Aleph, and the third time you're supposed to be on the Pei of Aleph. The word Aleph itself, as a word, Aleph means study. I will teach you, I will, I will make you wise with wisdom. La'alef means to, to become wise. The word Aleph itself, which means wisdom, which means study, on a certain level. The Jewish people, we have lots of words for study. It's like the, uh, the Eskimos with snow. It's not a real thing. It's not true. But that, that Indian of the Eskimos with snow. Meaning, the thing with the Eskimos with snow, it's not really true. I think it's been debunked. But, but by Eden, it's really true. We have a lot of words for study. And one of the words is Aleph. Aleph is the letters Aleph, Lamed, and Pei. Now, it's true that the word Aleph means to study, but the Aleph always refers to one of the names of Hashem, is the Alufo Shal Olam. Hashem is called the Alufo Shal Olam. That makes a lot of sense because all of the wisdom contained within the world is contained within Hashem. Hashem is called the Alufo Shal Olam. The word Aleph <coughs> is called wisdom and means study because the purpose of study by Jewish people is to become connected to contact Hashem, to come into contact with Hashem. Mm. The reason why we study is in order to come into contact with Hashem. That's, that's it. You know, everyone's, everyone's talking now, Baal Turim is a famous Rem, is Shnai Mikrevecha Targum. So all the Svarim and all the Mashpiim and all the, you know, the guys in Yeshiva, somebody came and said, did you know Shmos is Rosh Tevel Shnai Mikrevecha Targum? I said, I, I said that, I said that yesterday in Yashir. I mentioned that yesterday. <laughs> What, everyone else is talking about it? I'm not allowed to talk about it else. It's the Balturim. The Balturim said it. Balturim is the son of the Torah. The whole Indian of at least what we're talking about right now, is that we're drowning the idea. See, people talk about this in different ways, but means that two times I read the Psukim, and one time I read it in a Taich that I understand. You know, understand what that means? That means two times I read the Pasuk without understanding it, even if I speak Hebrew when I understand it. It means two times I read Mikra, and one time I read Targum. That means Bittel Barov, I'm making a statement that the purpose of learning is not to understand. 
of course I have to understand learning. That's part of the mitzvah of learning. But the purpose of learning, or the, what's happening when I learn Torah, is I'm coming in contact with Hashem. Hakore Batorah, like the Balatani said, Hakore Batorah, like we find a few times in, in Mishnayis. Hakore Batorah v'higiyazman hamikra. person is reading the Torah and they come to the time for, for reciting Kriyashma, so Mishnah and Brachos. There's a Mishnah in, in Megillah also, Hakore Batorah. Hakore Batorah says the Balatanya, means, and he writes this in Tanya, means someone who calls out to Hashem through the Torah. That's the purpose, to come into contact with the Alufa Shal Olam. So the Arubis of Muslim points out that the word Aleph, which means to study, which means the ultimate form of study, is Aleph Lamed Peh. The reason why a person is Lomed Bepeh. The reason why a person is Lamed Peh. Lamed Lomed Peh. Torah Shav Torah Peh. I'm Lomed from a text, or I speak Torah on my mouth. The reason why I'm Lamed or Peh, why I'm Lamed Peh, why I learn with my mouth, is Aleph. Aleph Lamed Pei. And when a person remembers and meditates over the fact and spends at least 40 minutes a week sitting in a classroom with some candles, which is an odd thing to do, what are we doing here with the lights off? What, what, what are we doing here? What we're doing is we're attempting, we're trying to anchor the rest of our learning, whether it's dafyomi and we're outside of yeshiva, or whether we're fortunate enough to be in yeshiva where we get to study a few starim a day, whether you have a job or you don't have a job, whether you have a wife or you don't have a wife, like it says in the, in the Rambam, whether you're older or young, whether you're sick or you're healthy. The goal of Talmud Torah is that it should be an opportunity to be mizdabik to the alufa shal olam. Divrei elukim chayim, words that are alive, that are coming from the alufa shal olam. Aleph lamed pei. The purpose of Lamid Pei, the purpose of Lamid and Pei, the reason I learn Torah from a text or I speak Torah to Torah Shabbat Pei, is to connect to Aleph. And when I do that successfully, when I'm Aleph Lamid Pei, when I meditate on the Aleph of Aleph Lamid Pei and the Lamid of Aleph Lamid Pei and the Pei of Aleph Lamid Pei, and I do that three times, then I get Sheleg. Then the Torah purifies me. Then the Torah purifies me. Like the Navi says. Then the Torah purifies me, then the Torah sustains me like bread. And so the Rukh Zabosim says that the Arizal's Kavana here, that when a person gets to the word Sheleg in the Siddur, and they focus on three times Aleph, what you're supposed to be thinking about there is I want the Torah to purify me, to sustain me, and to purify me. Not just to make me look smart. Not just to get a good shidduch. Now I'm speaking more to the guys who are listening, uh, you know, outside of Yeshua. Not just for that. Not so that they'll call me Rebbe, like it says in Gemara and Tosfos. Chas not lekanter. God forbid not to, to cause, you know, to try to upshlug emuna or something like that. God forbid. The purpose of Torah is to come to contact with Hashem, whether I understand it or not. Shnaya mikra, echad targum. Of course I want to understand. If I do shnaya mikra without the echad targum, I haven't done it. But like we've said so many times, you can't really have a public Kriya Torah without a Hagba before or after. The Hagba is, I'm looking for a letter. What do I understand from a letter? I don't understand anything from a letter. Contact with the Divine. To be conquered by the Divine. To come into contact with Hashem. Hakorei Batorah. To call out to Hashem through the Torah. Not to read Torah. Hakorei Batorah. 
to call out to Hashem through the Torah. And Chas V'Shalom, if I don't do that, then the Torah itself says that Rabbi Zabosam, if I, if, I, if I cut off that Aleph, if it's just Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, over and over and over again, Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, without taking moments, ideally during Birchus Torah, that's when you're supposed to, really during Birchus Torah, the Gemara says that the, the Eretz Yisrael was destroyed because we weren't careful with Birchus Torah. It doesn't mean we didn't say it. <coughs> Like the Maharal and others point out. Of course they said it. They were from Jews. They, of course they said Birch Torah. It just means that it was like, okay, you gotta say it. Birch Torah means, this right now is a, is a, is a, is a Birch Torah we're doing. Trying to recalibrate, to recognize what is the reason that we learn Torah. If it's just Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, over and over again, so it says that because it was Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei. Right? Lamed and Pei together are 110. 110, 110, 110 is 330. 330, as opposed to 333, which is Shelek, 330, he says, is the osios mem tzadirish, meitzar. Meitzar, constriction. The Torah itself, which is supposed to purify you, which is supposed to be Shelek for you, it chokes you. It constricts your relationship with Hashem. The very thing that's supposed to connect you to Hashem becomes a brick wall between you and Hashem. Because nothing in the world can sustain your ego and make you say, like Paro said, who is this Hashem that I, that I should listen to? Nothing in the world can make you and me and all of us feel distant from Hashem, feel constricted, feel like there's a wall between us and Hashem, like the ego trip of being good at learning or being successful in learning or Samachaim Samamavas, the Gemara says. And so it's important that a person anchor their Torah in Aleph Lamed Pei, Aleph Lamed Pei, Aleph Lamed Pei, which is Shelek. And the very cynicism that a person might have to say, oh, Gematria is cute, uh, uh, is, itself, is itself a symptom of this Indian. We're talking about Tzadikei Yisod Olam, the Arizal HaKadosh, the Rebbe of Chust, who was a Tzadik Yisod Olam, and the Rugus HaBosim, with Ruch HaKodesh. We're trying to say that when we come to that word sheleg every day in davening, I just, I just heard yesterday, I was listening while I was folding laundry. To fold laundry. I was folding laundry, so I was, you know, if I was a real, if I was a real Ovid Hashem, I would just fold laundry when I'm folding laundry. Because I'm still working on myself, so while I fold laundry, I let myself also listen to a shir. No, because if, I re- because if I was a real Ovid Hashem, I would say folding laundry right now is the Avoda. That's, what do you mean? But because I'm not on that level, because I'm not on that level, and you have to be real with where you're at. So for me, it would be probably a bit the Torah if I folded laundry with other, because who am I kidding? I'm folding laundry with Kavanos? No, I'm not there. So I was listening to, listening to Sharon, and somebody told a story about one of the sons, Rabbi Yosef, the son of uh, the Magad of Zlachiv. Is the, the Ben Bechor of the Magad of Zlachiv. And to make a long story short, uh, there was a din v'cheshven Shemayim about, uh, about him. He was very sick at some point, and there was a din v'cheshven Shemayim. And after they looked at his whole everything, they're talking about a tzaddik, like you can't even believe such a tzaddik. The stories about this tzaddik, the Magad of Zlachiv. He used to say that each of his sons was like a, he had five sons, he said each of them was like a, 
each of them was like a, one, one of the one of the Chamisha Torah, and his his first son Rabbi Yosef was like Chomish Bereshis, a person of unbelievable depth. And when he was on his level, when he was being audited in Shemaim while he was sick, he was being audited. So they came to the conclusion that all he had, all he had, meaning everything was possible. The only thing he had was one vav that he one time one vav in tefillah one time was said with the right kavanah. So. We try to daven, we try to be menshlich about everything that we're doing, but even if we get just one kavana, sheleg, you know, when you're davening, you're speeding through, speeding through, you get to the word sheleg for a minute, and have the strength of character to say, I'm not going to be cynical, I'm going to believe anima amin be'mun shleima the tzaddikim. And Arizal says that when I come to the word sheleg, I should think aleph, 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 and when I come to that, if I want, I could think one of the kavanos that one of the tzaddikim said, <coughs> is that Aleph, 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 I'm supposed to be thinking Aleph, Lamed Pei, the whole purpose of Lamed Pei is to come to Aleph, Hashem, please help me that my Torah should be Keshele Gyalbino, that it should purify me, that it shouldn't just be Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, Lamed Pei, one ten, one tenth, one ten, and it's another Meitzar, another constriction, another barrier between me and Hashem. Let my learning be Shnayim Mikro Targum. Two times where I'm just jumping to try to understand you, Hashem, to be in a relationship with you, and one time to understand what you're actually saying. Because of course I need to understand what you're actually saying. How, you, how, how, how am I supposed to live like a Jew? How am I supposed to... So a Jew has to take everything very seriously. We have to, we have to take our morning seder very seriously. We're learning a tosfos, you have to understand it seriously and deep with all the mafarshim. With the hope that maybe we'll, we'll touch and have access to, to one vav. Vav means the Vav Achibor, means that place of connection. Maybe we'll have access to one point of connection, a true point of connection between us and Hashem.
Every male child should be killed. And to let the girls survive. And the Pasik says that Baruch Hashem, they had enough Yer Shemayim not to listen to Parham. But Tirena Mialdos is Elokim. The Mialdos feared God. Velo Asu Kasher Dibra Aleim Melech Mitzrayim. They didn't do what Parham said. So it's a Torah from the Ishbitzer. The Ishbitzer says, they feared God. They didn't do what Parah said. In fact, there's a, there's a beautiful Torah from Rav Simcha Bonim in the Kol Simcha. For those of you who are familiar with Rav Avram Shor, not if you're familiar with Rav Avram Shor, but Rav Avram Shor is someone who doesn't look like they're from this generation. I just saw for the first time, I saw a video of Rav Avram Shor for the first somebody. He was in Florida, I think. Uh, a day or two ago, so I have a spy there who sent me a video of Rav I'm sure. It's like seeing a Malach Elokim on Earth, the scariest looking person I ever saw in my life. My father actually, you know, I'm not violating any HIPAA laws because I'm not a doctor, but my father is a Zai doctor. And uh, I always ask him, like, how do you look in it? Like, how do you possibly look in his eyes? Like, it's not a normal thing to do. So my father, I'm just repeating what I heard. Okay, take it as you wish. My father once said to me, well, what do you mean? One of his pace is a, is a four-headed shin and the other is a three-headed shin. I was like, okay, I don't know, whatever, whatever that means. But it's true. If you look at it, it's like a, one is like, you know, like four braids and three braids. I don't know. Beyond my pay grade. So I actually, I heard this, I heard this Torah from Rav Simcha from Rav Shore many years ago, first time I heard it. It's Gemara in Sota, where the Gemara in Sota says they didn't listen to Paro, and the Gemara basically just repeats the words but uses a, a, a different Lashon. It uses a different Lashon than the Torah uses. It says that they, it says they feared Hashem. The Lashon of the Gemara says, not only did they not do what Paris said, it says the Targum, Lo Yishmuelav. They didn't listen to him. Lo Asu Kasher Diber, Lo Yishmuelav. They didn't listen to him. So the Kol Simcha, of Simcha Bunim, of Pshischa, Schusigenolino, so what's the Gemara adding? The Gemara is adding... I'll get back to the Ishbitzer in a second. The, the, the Gemara is adding that not only did they not listen to him, they didn't even hear him. I mean, it was so, they didn't even hear him. Their, their awareness, Yiras Shemayim, which means to be seen by God. Yira, Yira, to be seen and to see God, to be aware of God's presence in the world. To be aware that there's a, there's a manheg libriya. Was so strong that the wor- they didn't even hear Paro's words. Not they didn't listen to him. They didn't listen to him means they heard. They did a cheshbon, and they didn't even listen. They they they, 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 they was, didn't even register as an option. 
That's a high level of Yerushalayim. That's a very high level of Yerushalayim. Says the Ishbitzer, several generations before the Rebbe of Simcha Bonim. The consequence of that is that Atirena Eselukim, the, the Mialdos, they feared God. And the Torah goes on to say that Hashem, as a reward for that, made them batim. He made them houses. He made for them houses. Rashi has a parish. It means that, uh, you know, Bate Malucha came from them, Bate Kahuna came from them, and this is how we know that, that uh, Shifra and Pua were actually Yochavit and, and Miriam. Or it's one day in the, in the Medish, or different days. The Miyaldos feared God, and as a reward, they got houses. Says the Ishbitzer, normally fear of heaven, fear of anything, actually, the consequence of fear is that fear leads to bilbul hadas. Fear leads to feeling confused. It, it leads to a state of, of hesitation, of fright, of fight or flight. But either way, fear leads a person to feel anxious, not at ease, not able to make good decisions. The Ishbitzer says that as a result of having Yerashamayim, the reward that Hashem gives a person when they have Yerashamayim is He gives them a house. What's a house? A house is a place where you feel comfortable. It's where you feel at ease. A house, says the Ishbitzer, means Yishuv Hadas. Yishuv Hadas. It means a place where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing and you're not nervous about anything. You're not trying to be something to a million different people. And there's only one address that you answer when you realize that power was just a plaything in Hashem's hands. Like that Sadiqim explains, what's the reason that we just, you know, I, went, I was just in America, I haven't been in America in December in a very long time. And uh, there's, let's just say there's more light on this table than all the lights combined and all the places that, you know, this is... When a, person, when a person has Yerashamayim, real Yerashamayim, and they know who they're supposed to answer to, so then you have Yishavadas. You have Yishavadas. There's nothing to be afraid of. You know exactly, like I said before, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it. And that's the opposite of all other fears in the world. Fear is destabilizing. Fear is demotivating. By the Mitzrim, the whole Indian of the Mitzrim was to try to get the... What does it mean to be an Eved to Mitzrayim? What does it mean to be an Eved to any of the Goliaths? Mitzrayim is the super Goliaths. It means... That's what we call Avodah Zara. It means to get us to have multiple... Gods, multiple things that we're trying to please. The, the pshat in this Ishbitzer is that the, the reward for Yerushalayim is that it neutralizes all other things. Someone was just telling me this morning that uh, their grandmother has been a chain smoker since the time she's a young lady. On Shabbos, she doesn't. She doesn't need to, she doesn't need to smoke. And many people are like this. 
person who's addicted to alcohol or drugs or anything else, the way out of that is to, is to find one thing to anchor everything in. Because when you're afraid of, when you're conscious of, when you're aware of, when you're focusing on 20 different things, then you're listening to Paro, and then you're listening to this voice, and you're listening to that voice. When, when it says, Vatirena it means the only chishuv in their lives, which is exactly what the Gemara means when it says they didn't even hear it. It wasn't even an option. The reward for that is that you get a bias. A bias means you get a house, you get a place of Yishav Hadas. So there's a discussion in the Rishonim already. Who, who were these Mialdos Evrios? First of all, were they Jewish or they not Jewish? I said before, one of the Deos of Chazal, that they were Shifra and Pua, or really Yochavet and Miriam. There's a discussion whether they're Yochavet and Miriam. Maybe they're, they're two different, they're two different uh, jobs in Mitzrayim. That's one day. Svarno says that there's something called a Shifra and a Pua. A Shifra takes care of the, the, the mother. You know, it's messy giving birth, so she's Misha Peres, the, the mother. And the Pua is making poo-poo sounds to the baby, is trying to calm the baby down. It's the Shifra and the Pua. It's a job. Just like there's a midwife and a, and a baby nurse. Or maybe there were two people. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky says Shifra and Pua, that uh, these maybe were names or maybe they were positions. Either way, he says the word Shifra and Pua have a lot of uh, pays and ions and hays in them. Shifra and Pua, he said, because because these were any official position in Mitzrayim had a lot of the letters of and Reish also. It has all the osios of Paro. He says, if you look, you'll see that the. A lot of the Egyptian words have these osios, pei, resh, ayin, hey, these letters are mixed up a lot of times in, because this is a way to show kavod to, to paro. According to other Rishonim, these were just two ladies, one of them's name was Shifra, one of them's name was Pua, they were non-Jewish ladies, they feared God. Fear of God means an awareness and a listening to one, and they feared Elohim. It means they understood that there's consequences in the world to... to having multiple things that you're worshipping. We've reviewed this already like 10 times since October 7th, and we've only had a few Devrei Elokim Elokim means the Baal HaKochos Kulam, the master of all forces, the master of all energies. It means the one thing in my life that should really be, I mean, there's a million things. Elokim means all the forces all the forces, the forces, the internal forces, the internal drives that are pushing me towards behaviors that I shouldn't be involved in, speech, thought, and action that I shouldn't be involved in. And it's the forces of nature that I, mean, I have to sleep eventually, I have to eat eventually. I'm, I'm, I'm limited by my humanity and by my, my, the basic drives. Those two things, the internal drives and the external forces that are on me, I could either serve every single one of those, much because I have no yeshivadas, because I'm constantly either trying to make sure that my body or my finances or my emotional or my whatever other forces that are pulling at me are put in their proper place. Or I could lump all those together under the bala kochos kulam elo kim. All the eles in my life, all these things that I could point to and say, this is a force. And I could say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokim Hashem Echad, and then I have yeshivadas. Then I have Yishav Adas. And it doesn't really matter too much what it is that you do in your life. It doesn't matter if you're a Shiva Bachar, or if you're visiting for a week, you're in college, you work for a living. Again, going back to the same thing I said before. 
it doesn't really matter. At every stage in your life, you need to have touch base with Hashem in your learning. And that's exactly what the, you know, to put the two teachings together, like we spoke about before and, and what we're speaking about now. Now the Gemara says in Sech Shabbos, Daf Lamed, that La'asid Lavo, a person's going to be asked all these different questions, six questions. So there's a famous Torah from the Gra, I'm not going to go into it right now, out of interest of time, but the Gra goes through each of those. Emunas, Itecha, Chosin, Yeshua's Chachma, Adas, that's the Gemara learns that from that Pasuk. Emunas, Seder Zrayim, Itecha, Seder Moed, goes through all the six. So, and then it says, first the Gemara says you have to learn all these six Tarim. And then the Gemara says they ask you six questions when you get to Shemaim. The first one is Nasata, Nasata, Be'amunah. Did you give and take in business with, with faith? Were you honest in business, basically? The Vilna Gon, I'm not, not going to go through all of them right now. The Vilna Gon says that each of those six questions is, did you, Nasata, Nasata, Be'amunah. That's about the first, did you go through Zran, through the first Seder? Be'amunah. And then it says, were you, you know, were you mitzapali Yeshua, Yeshua's Yeshua's. And it goes through each of the six questions is one of the six starim. Did you learn all this? And then the final question, the final exam, which is really what it all boils down to. The Gemara says, and then the Gemara says, and then the question is, did all of that amount to a kav of Yerashamayim? Did all of that amount to one kav of preservative that's allowed, that takes the Torah and turns it from something which, like we were saying before, is a sam hamavis chas v'shon, or is lamed pei, lamed pei, lamed pei, is mitzrayim, mitzrayim, mitzrayim. Or, and this is, a, this is a big, you know, I'll get something off my chest. I had a lot of conversations this week about this. The, the difference between finding sipuk, finding satisfaction in your learning, finding a sweetness in your learning, and not, oftentimes, boils down to this very thing. If a person focuses on an individual shear, an individual morning seder, an individual, individual three lines in the Gemara with a ritva and a rashba, and a tosos, that they're trying to understand. He said, what did I get out of Shir today? Okay, so I learned like a few lines about some random halacha, some random din, and a few different shitas about exactly how to understand those three lines. That's, that's coming from a place of not recognizing what the tachlis of learning is. That's from being a master of emunasi techa chosin yishu eschachon v'das without your shemaim. Yerash Shemayim is the preservative. It's like, why am I not enjoying it? Why am I feeling like it's not meaningful? Why am I... To everyone in there, oftentimes what happens, just so everyone knows, just what happens in those conversations a lot of times, like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm enjoying it, you know? But it starts off from a place on, why am I not enjoying it? Each person in their own place, including myself, when we're not enjoying it, it's because we're missing the preservative. It's because how could you enjoy it if you're schlepping tons of, you know, produce into the, into the storehouse and then you're not putting the preservatives, then... Of course, you're not enjoying it. It's like infested with worms. That doesn't lead to Yishev Adas. What leads to Yishev Adas is a bias. A bias is something that, that contains and sustains and protects what you're bringing inside of the house. If, if, you, if you go to the field and you collect all this produce, but you don't have anywhere to store it, which is the storehouse of Yerushalayim, weather, animals, thieves, what have you, everything's going to come and destroy it. The Ishbits are saying that the, through the fear of heaven, through the, the fear of these Mialdos, they come to a place where they have a house. They, and, and that house is what gives them Yishuv Hadas. Yishuv Hadas also just means I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I feel satisfaction that I'm progressing. 
not just progressing because I, I see better skills. I came into contact with the, how cynical does a person have to be to say at the end of the week, even if a person understood nothing, understood, let's say you didn't understand one line of what you were learning, or let's say you understood every line of what you were it doesn't matter either way. If at the end of the week, we could sit and say, what did I really accomplish this week? When he spent hours and hours and hours coming into contact with the divine, what did you accomplish this week? You, you bathed in the divine. I, I'm, a, I'm a fermentation specialist. I pickle things. If you put a cucumber for a week, and so everyone's always like, how long does it take? Like 10 months? It's like, like three days. Okay? Secrets out. Like three days. Okay? You take a cucumber and you put it inside of salt water. You could add a little vinegar to speed up the process or not. Three, four days already, there's a big ch- there's something's happening there. What did, I, what did I really accomplish this week in Yeshiva? You spent hours in the presence of the divine. You weren't aware of it, maybe. Maybe you weren't thinking about it. Maybe we needed to do that to come here Thursday to just... That's what we did this week. We got pickled. <laughs> And when we don't appreciate that, when we don't know that, we say, oh, detail of this and a detail of that and a detail of this, that means you were doing all Targum and no Shnayimikra. If you want one motivating factor to do Shnayimikra, let this be the motivating factor. Because if you do Shnayimikra, then you realize that the goal of Torah study is to come into contact with the Aluf Olam. And then the rest of your Torah has a house to put it in. Then there's a place to put all the Torah. Otherwise, it's like, okay... You know, then it's like the opposite of the Mialdo Severios, right? Like you hear sheer, sheer, and you don't even really hear it. It just goes in one ear, out the other. The mamish, the opposite of what happened. They didn't hear what power said because there was no room for that. That doesn't go in this house. There's no room for that. That's the opposite of Yerushalayim. But if I have Yerushalayim, then all the Torah, like, what are, I'm not talking about remembering it. I'm not like, this is not a segula to like remember all your learning so you can impress somebody. That's not what I'm saying. This is not a, some people are blessed with a good memory, not a good memory. It helps to take notes. I'm not talking about remembering it. I'm talking about if you want a place for that to rest, for the Torah to, to, to land, <coughs> whether you learn Daf Yomi, or you learn Rambam Yomi, or you learn three star a day, if you want there to be at the end of the week to feel satisfied, then Yira Shemayim. Yira Shemayim. Yira Shemayim means, means being careful about the three Arlos that we have, that we took off, that we're trying to take off. Like... Uh, Rabbeinu Sachs taught yesterday, apparently, I heard through the grapevine. Three Arlas. There's an Arlas, right? Like, like Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm Arlas Vasayim. There's an, there's an Arla on our lips that we have to cut off to make sure that we speak with Yerushalayim. That we speak with Yerushalayim. And by the way, the beginning of speaking with Yerushalayim is making sure that what we're listening to is with Yerushalayim. If all day we're listening to podcasts and we're listening to music... I'm not saying anyone here is doing that. If we're listening to podcasts and music that have content which is, you know, filling our... Then it come, you know, no, I never heard somebody who wasn't, like, listening to a lot of uh, another language, like, accidentally speak French or Spanish or German or... The, the language that we're used to hearing in our brains that is running around in our heads, lyrics and v'chulu, comes out of our mouth. So the first thing is, is Arl Svasayim. is to make sure that the Arlo of the Svasayim... There's an Arlo Halev. There's an Arla Salev, there's, there's an Arla of the heart. 
there's a there's a way of of attempting to again Arlis Halev, the opposite of Arlis Halev is 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 Halev, is not being so cynical. Is not having the first time that I see somebody else doing something, I say, uh, yeah, we'll be, what's, what's, what's really going on? I see somebody like getting into davening, or I see somebody trying to make a move in Avodah Hashem, and I try to make a comment because I feel insecure about the fact that they're making a, an external move to their Avodah Hashem in some way. And, and we do it ourselves. Oh, come on. This is, come on. Please, be fooling. This is real. You know the inner toch, toch, toch of yourself. You know what you're trying to put on, a, uh, play a role, and act. Cut, Allah Salev, cut that off. And then there's the bris hamor. There's the bris hamor. There's the makomila. A makomila means connectivity to tzaddikim. It means being careful. Again, it's not from that place, but careful with our eyes. How the Chomer careful with our bodies. That's how a person develops Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim means awareness of Hashem because my lips, my heart, and my brisam or are all being in a place where I attempt to cut off that Arla, to remove the thing that's blocking entry. So you cut off all those Arlas, then there's entry into the house. There's entry through the lips, there's entry through the heart, there's entry through the Moor. That these things become Chai, Vikayim, they become alive, and, and there's a place for them to rest in the bias. That's the foundation of the house.
Shade.